0: Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and the Detroit Lions podcast is standing by on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing, my friend?
1: It is good to be with you. Uh, looking at the Super Bowl this weekend, it, it, it's, it's mixed blessings for me. I love the Super Bowl, but it also means it's the end of football on the field for some time, and that's that's kind of sad.
0: Yeah, but for you, it's the end of the games being played. But then <laughs> you get uh, the combine. Then we get free when's free agency combines end of February, right?
1: Yeah, combine is in uh, two and a half weeks, then we get free agency starts uh, March 15th, and then that leads into the draft, which is the last weekend in April. So it never stops. Uh, it's just a different, different type of football.
0: So when's the actual free agent window? I know a lot of guys will agree beforehand, but before you can sign somebody, what's that official NFL free agency time or day?
1: That I believe that is the 13th through the 15th of March this year. It's whatever that Monday and Tuesday are. And then they can start signing players officially on the Wednesday of that week. And the combine ends the week, the, the Tuesday or Wednesday before that. So there's like a week in there where everybody will be talking and nobody will be admitting that they're talking.
0: Yeah, because there's that week where all reports come out that they've agreed, but then they can't sign until the official day. That's the question I was... Uh, asking so the Lions' yeah. process was uh, check out the Senior Bowl. We'll start there. You were down there all week uh, with the Lions wire and the Detroit Lions podcast crew. Uh, were there players that you watched where you said to yourself, "I wouldn't be surprised if they're drafted by the Lions if they're there"?
1: Yeah, there were there were quite a few of them, and most of them were not like the top guys. This, these are guys that you're taking in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds primarily. Uh, But there were a few of them. Uh, One of them was uh, uh, Sidney Brown, the former uh, Illinois defensive back and uh, good friend and former teammate of Kirby Joseph. He's a safety in the way that Jabril Peppers was a safety in the NFL um, in that he's an undersized linebacker playing safety. And uh, he he had a very good week down there. Uh, His twin brother, Chase Brown, uh, is also a guy that the Lions should probably consider uh, coming out of Illinois. Uh, if you remember him uh, from, from the, this fall, he would be really productive for some time and then go into a hole. Uh, and it, that sort of actually showed in practices, too. But certainly there were a lot of offensive linemen down there um, who could be your number 6 lineman, and they need that. Uh, and also your starting right guard, potentially, even as a rookie. And uh, they need that, too, because it doesn't look like Evan Brown's going to be able to be afforded to be back. So, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, look, and their their first round pick was not down there. Their second round pick, either one of them was probably not down there. But everybody else that they draft could very well have been down in Mobile last week.
0: So from uh, Mobile and the Senior Bowl to the Combine then into free agency, and we'll skip the Combine because that will speak for itself with how everybody tests and, who's there and who's not there, but free agent targets now. Because the free agent market and what the Lions do uh, will dictate a lot and shape in shaping this roster moving forward. So what what's your projection on the Lions and how active they are in the NFL free agent market spring of 2023?
1: You know, I think you're going to see them do a little bit more outside free agents than they did a year ago when it was primarily DJ Shark and Deshaun Elliott coming in. Uh, and making an impact, I think you're going to see, uh, and both those guys are free agents again, by the way, and uh, their statuses are up in the air. I, I think they'd like to keep both, but I also think that they're going to have to probably pay a little bit more than they, they might want to budget for either of those guys. Uh, I, I think they're certainly in the market at, for an outside quarterback. Uh, that, that's, that's the biggest need on the defense, there's no question about it. Uh, defensive tackle. It's a good year to need one in free agency. Uh, it's also a pretty good year to need one in the draft, um, especially if, if you're not looking for a star player, but but kind of a you know a rotational nose tackle type player. Uh, but but that that's really something you can get affordably in free agency. Running back, uh, they have two of them of their own: uh, Jamal Williams and Justin Jackson. Uh, everybody wants Jamal back. Jamal wants to be back. I hope that happens. Even if he is back, uh, again, this is a it's a ridiculously loaded def- uh, running back class in free agency. Jamal Williams might not be a top 10 running back on the free agent market this year. That's how good it is. I mean, Saquon Barkley could be moving along. There, there are so many really good running backs uh, that are out there, and then it's also a great draft to need them. So th- th- those things are sort of going to go in hand. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if they're bringing in a, a free agent quarterback, because, uh, again, right now, uh, Jared Goff's the only guy on the roster. They don't even have one on a future reserves deal. And uh, they're going to need somebody that can come in and, and step it up. Uh, and that's going to dictate sort of where they go in the draft and how early they take a quarterback in the draft. So, yeah, there's some of those things. Uh, wide receiver, uh, especially if Chart doesn't come back, that's somebody that they're going to have to look at. Uh, offensive line, uh, again, they have depth issues there. Uh, so that, that's that's an area I, I, I kind of think they're leaning more draft there than 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 uh, bringing in a, a free agent in part because uh, of how well Hank Fraley develops the talent. But, you know, there's going to be some guys that might not be free agents right at the moment, uh, one of them being former uh, Lions and Michigan player Graham Glasgow. Broncos can't really afford to keep him, so he might be a guy that comes free and, and could theoretically come back uh, if the price tag is right.
0: It'll be interesting, you know. I love how Williams says he wants to, you know, finish his career in Detroit. But, you know, if these guys get an offer, you've talked about it in studio with me the last couple of times that if they get big money deals, it's really, you know, maybe their last big contract of their careers, and they're going to take it, and Detroit won't be able to match some of that money because it just won't fit their game plan. Yeah, when uh,
1: Jamal Williams is going to be twenty eight. Uh, you don't pay 29, 30 year old running backs. This is his last shot to get a big time, multi year contract. I don't know if he's going to get that or not. And I, I, it could be from Detroit. But uh, if he gets one of those, look, as much as we love him, he's got to look out for Jamal Williams and not necessarily look out for the fans of the Detroit Lions. He's got to take care of himself. Uh, and, you know, if, if that's there, you know, God bless him. Uh, take the money and run. So That's what you got to do. Uh, I mean, this is your livelihood. This is what you've worked for. Uh, and, and DJ Shark's kind of in the same boat. And, and another guy that's in that boat is Alex Anzalone at linebacker. He's going to be 29 uh, soon. This is his time to cash in on a big deal for a guy that's had so many injury problems over his career Coming off the best year of his career and healthy, he's got to cash in. Uh, I know the Lions will like him back, but I also know that uh, he's got to take care of himself. And if that means leaving leaving the team where he's he's played pretty darn well, especially at the end of last season, uh, so be it. That's that's just life in the NFL these days.
0: So Aaron Rodgers, you think it's down to the Jets in Vegas or with Hackett, the embattled and canned head coach, former head coach of the Broncos, now? old coordinator with Salah and the Jets. Uh, are there other teams, or do you think it – I don't think he's coming back to Green Bay. We, let's start there. You agree with that? I do.
1: Uh, and my my big wonder now is after he goes on his darkness retreat here, is if he'll ever pass an NFL drug test again. Mm. Uh, We've we got to kind of factor that in, too. That's, uh, you know, the idea of going in and sitting in the dark for four days, I, yeah. I
0: I I don't get that. That's like Electric Uh, Forest that they did over uh, in Muskegon, where the kids go there for four days in the forest and they eat gummy bears. Yeah, uh, not the gummy bears that my kids are eating either. Exactly. They're not Sour Patch kids, they're LSD kids. (laughs)
1: So uh, it, it sounds. So we talked to several people down in in in, uh, in Mobile about wh- where he's going to go. And it's sort of the, the the hot topic as you're out at the bars and everything. And it sounds like most people think he's going to Las Vegas. Uh, whether that's realistic or how how much that happens, because I'll tell you what, everybody had Tom Brady pegged there. Uh, the first night that I was down there, he retired the next morning, uh, and then everybody's immediately like, "Oh, well, they're they're going to go after." Rodgers now. And that, that, that sort of makes sense. The Jets are certainly still in play if he still wants to play. And if he wants to play in New York, that's not a given that he would be a great fit for that city. And I think he's very aware of that uh, from, from a couple of people that I've talked to in Green Bay. They're like, he's not a New York kind of guy at all. You know, maybe he'll break character or maybe they'll just give him the most money or, or the best deal for the Packers. So we'll, we'll see about that, but uh, yeah, I do not expect him back in Green Bay once he comes out the other side of whatever hole he's trying to dig for himself.
0: Yeah, this QB carousel, Derek Carr, at least from what you read and hear, that he seems to be almost uh, on a path to the Saints, right? I mean, you would think.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, or the Buccaneers, but it seems like the Saints have the most to offer him, and uh, he's uh, I'll tell you what the, the Buccaneers are going to have trouble attracting people uh, with the offensive coaching staff that they've got. It's it's not not something that a lot of players are going to be all that excited about joining.
0: And, so, and they, I think they, the uh, have
1: the leg up there,
0: right? And I think the Ravens are going to franchise tag at the worst Lamar Jackson, right? Can they can they do that one or two more times? What can they do with him?
1: Yeah, th- th- this is the first year they can do it, and right. believe it or not, using the franchise tag on him probably saves them $50 million wow. over the next couple of years. Uh, look, the-, the franchise tag for a quarterback this year, I believe, is 37 to $38 million. He's looking at 55 to $60 million per year, fully guaranteed. So they're going to put that off as long as they can. So uh, unless he somehow acquiesces to some some demands, uh, he's either going to get franchise tag or he's not going to
0: play. Yeah, you're looking at, you know, so you got Jimmy G where it, it, he, he's done in San Francisco, but there weren't a lot of takers for him during the last offseason because there were concerns about his uh, injuries. And so Tampa will be looking for a QB. Uh, you know, Ritter probably is the guy, Ben, in Atlanta Lamar stays uh, in Baltimore. The Jets... I don't know where they'll turn to. I mean, you have, you know, the Colts are probably going to draft a QB for sure. You know, Stroud or uh, Bryce Young or somebody and go young and uh, go that way. So it'll be interesting offseason. I'm telling you, with Rodgers out of the NFC North, the Bears rebuilding. I know Flores became the D coordinator for the Vikings, which is an upgrade. And, you know, Cousins isn't getting any younger. They still have Jefferson they have Hawk. Uh, they have Thalen. They have Cook. Uh, it's going to be the Lions or Minnesota to win the NFC North this fall.
1: Oh, I, I think that's one hundred percent. I'll tell you this: I was on with the, the New York Giants' their in-house media today, and uh, was talking with the host John. Uh, we, we, I do this; I'm on with them quite a bit. And he said, "Is it crazy to me that I think that the, the Lions are the best team in the NFC North?" I'm like, "No, it's not." And then we kind of went through what you just said, and and he was like. So, uh, your place or mine for next year in the divisional round. And I'm like, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll happily take that. <laughs> you know? But the Giants sort of got a little bit ahead of schedule this year. And remember, Lions beat them up pretty good. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about where this direction. They, they are hitting their window at the same time where Minnesota's is still open but is precariously perched open. Green Bay, uh, theirs is closing, and, and Chicago's is still welded shut.
0: And you look post-Matt Stafford trade, Goff's contract now is a steal with the QB money you talked about. You got 6-18 and 18 because the Rams had a year nobody saw coming. You got those two second rounders. You got cap money. Uh, you have space. The, the Lions are sitting maybe in the best offseason position they've ever been in.
1: I would agree with that. And, uh, it, it's crazy to think that, uh, now, now it can change very quickly. If Jared Goff plays in 2023 the way he did in 2022. He's going to get a lot more money next season. A lot more. And that's going to mean that you're going to have to make some choices because Panay Sewell needs more money. Jonah Jackson needs more money. Amon Rossi Brown needs to be re-signed and needs more money. Uh, you're, that, that's going to that's going to be an issue. and uh, They're going to have to work through that. But the, 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 those are problems that good teams have. Uh, and it would be nice to have good team problems instead of having bad team problems, which we're way too used to
0: with with these Lions. Oh, amen. And uh, some of these mock drafts, What is? I think you wrote a column or story on it that they're all locked in that the Lions at 6 or 18 are going to take a tight end, and Mayor from you know Notre Dame, who's a solid tight end, has been brought up. I, they showed that they don't need Hawk. They're going to have... Jamison Williams, they can do tight end by committee. I really didn't buy in when they traded Hawk, but I watched it work. They're not going to waste 6 or 18 on a tight end. No way.
1: No, no, no chance in the world. And uh, I wrote that this morning at, at Lions Wire because I read three mock drafts. One of the things that I do is, is we're, we like to look at the mock drafts and we write about them, what we think about them. And I saw three this morning, the first three. I right. at them. They all had a tight, a tight end in the first round. Oh, man. They're not. They're not doing that. Um, and I, I went off with of a story. I sat down in Mobile last week with Ben Raven from M Live and Nolan Bianchi from uh, the Detroit News, and a national writer came up and asked us. So uh, Michael Mayer at eighteen, and we all and Raven looked at him like like you know he. Like, well, my goodness, are you that stupid, dude? Uh, he was nice about it, but he said, I don't think they're taking a tight end at all. And uh, Nolan and I definitely agreed, and it led to a, a broader conversation with, a, with several other people. Uh, and we we convinced the people that were there at that time that the Lions' interest in a tight end is not anywhere close to a first-round level. Uh, and I'm trying to now spread, the, spread the, the good word on that everywhere. If uh I tell you what, if they take a first round tight end I will come on your mm. show into your studio and, and eat something that I really don't want to. Uh, I'll make that deal with you right now.
0: Uh, you could eat some of the crow I have left over from my uh golf will get more wins in a lions uniform than Stafford <laughs> last year. There's still a there's still a half of half a table of crow left on that. <laughs>
1: Maybe you serve those with some of Lois's Brussels
0: sprouts. Or oh something. yeah, but I came. Yeah, right, yeah, how about Lois's Brussels sprouts? Where I'm like, come on, man, you just yeah, you're going in for like block cheese. You're gonna like uh, pour over nachos and uh, chili and come on and jalapenos, uh, Brussels sprouts, Lomas. Now, now I'm feeling guilty. Like I'm gonna have to chew on a piece of celery for like ten minutes Sunday, just as a tribute to Lomas.
1: Hey, celery serves as great dental floss after wings. That's why they give it to yeah, you.
0: Know, I know. I, I never knew that. But I tell you, Rizdon, I learned something every time we have you on. Jeff Rizdon, by the way, you can follow him at Jeff R i s d o n from Lionswired.com. Also, follow Lions Wire on Facebook and Twitter, and the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, your crew did a great job. We played a few segments uh, last week. It was awesome on air. You sounded great from Mobile, and I I like the three guys. I know they have day jobs. We tried to get them on during our show, and they said, hey, we got other jobs. Uh, We're working, but uh, good stuff from Mobile, Jeff. I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, thanks so much for having us on. We got some very good feedback from all you who listened and commented. We appreciate it. Uh, keep checking it out. We're we're a little light this week because it is actually um, when they take time off from work. Um, Andy is a business owner uh, in the Detroit area, and Chris, uh, I can't say at all what he does, but uh, he's very important. He's much more important than I am, and has very big things going
0: on. So, while we hey, can you know what? This week he has a beard and glasses. If he's in the witness uh, relocation protection program, hey, it's his business. He does a good job, Jeff. Thank you. That's great! Thanks so much, dude. <laughs> He's going. How do he know that? What do he? How do he know that? Yeah, follow Jeff Risdon at J F F R I S D O N, and also Lions Wire on Facebook and Twitter.